Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Cecily. It's so good that you could join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time. Hello, Auntie Nat. It's good to have you with us again. Thank you, Auntie Cecily. I'm pleased to be here. Hello, boys and girls. We're so glad you're here to help us to welcome the King as well. Hello, Teddy. How are you today? You look all brushed up and ready for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Auntie Nat, would you like to say a prayer for us and invite the Lord to be with us? Sure, I can do that. Dearest Heavenly Father, we thank and praise your name for the Sabbath day. We thank you, Lord, that you died for us on the cross. And we just ask now that you be with the children's hearts and minds. Bless them, Lord, and be with the children at home as well. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Do you know it's a great time to reflect on our week and count the blessings that God has sent us. Nick, has there been something that's happened that you'd like to thank the Lord about? Yes, um, well, I've been wanting a baby brother for years now, and um, just this year I've finally got one. I've already got two sisters, so it's nice to have a brother. Oh, that is lovely, isn't it? That's good. Thanks for sharing that with us. And Annie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us as well. Yes. Remember, we talked about God as our deliverer, and that he is holy, and he is the I am. Well, God is also compassionate. Or another way of saying that is that God cares about us. Later on, we'll be studying in the Bible how God took great care of the children of Israel. When they left Egypt, an easy way for them to go was straight through the Philistine country to the land of Canaan. But God chose to lead them another way down by the Red Sea so the children of Israel could avoid coming in contact with the Philistines. What do you think the Philistines would have done? They would have gone to war with the Israelites and attacked them. So God, in his compassion, because he cared, he knew that the Israelites weren't ready for warfare. They were tired and exhausted from all the slavery in Egypt. They also had women and children and flocks of animals with them. So God didn't want them to stress and become disheartened just because they had to go to war. God also covered them with a cloud during the day to shelter them from the desert heat and a fire at night to give light and to show his comforting presence. First Peter and Psalm 86 tell us how much God cares for us. God is a compassionate, caring God. Amen. Thank you, Annie Cecily, for sharing that with us. Do you know another way that we can worship God? On the Sabbath is through song. And we have Pastor Rick here again with us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hello, boys and girls. Let's sing a song called When the Road is Rough and Steep. Upon him, Jesus. 
so glad? Absolutely. Lovely song. I am so glad Oh, can't wait for that time. Let's sing about it. Pastor Rick. Praising God in song is just such an enjoyable part of our worship. We also have a blessing from Dr. John. Let's go and have a look at that. Hello boys and girls, my name is Dr. John Hammond and we are at Sunnyside and we're about to leave and to do some exploring and we're going to find something very, very interesting. Just come with me and we'll go looking. Hello boys and girls, we are in a very secret place. We are in a spot where nobody's allowed to come. It's in the bell tower, Ben, Avondale College, and there is the bell. And boys and girls, do you know why I have Ben here? His grandfather, Dr. Alan Lindsay, used to ring the bell. And I see many names here. I haven't found 
his name or mine because I used to be the bell ringer too. Many years ago when they first built the college, Ellen White ordered a bell. And when they got the bell, she said, I want a bell that can be heard a long, long way. And that is quite a heavy bell. You wouldn't be able to lift it. And when they put it up here and they rang it, you know how far it could be heard? It could be heard out of the village, about a kilometre away. It could be heard at Morissette. And somebody even said they could hear it at Martinsville. And every morning that bell used to ring at quarter to six in the morning. And when I was the bell ringer, I used to set my clock because the bell would ring and it would start to ring and it would ring 150 times and everybody woke up. They would set their watches, 150 rings, and then we'd ring it for worship and we'd ring it for class. And you're going to ring it, Ben. And I want you to know that when you ring it, this whole college is going to come to a standstill. But you know, Ellen used to speak here and that bell, even though it can be heard a long way away, when I was a little boy living here, I used to know old people who used to say that when Mrs. White was preaching just underneath us here, she had a voice that could go so clearly that it could be heard all the way across the swing bridge over there, all out to the village. Her voice could be heard and she actually had trained her voice so she could speak in front of 20,000 people. Now, if I tried to speak in front of 20,000 people, I'd have to have a microphone. But she trained her stomach muscles and the sound started from her tummy and came all the way out and she could be heard such a long, long way away. And Alan's voice can no longer be heard and this bell is hardly ever rung because we have electric bells right through the college. And so, Ben, when you ring this, I want you to realize something. There are people right around the village, old people, they will hear the bell as you ring it and they will say, it's the bell. Is there a fire? Is there a bushfire? Has there been an accident? Because in the old days, if somebody got lost in the mountains and they wanted to call everybody together, they would ring this bell and they would ring it and ring it and ring it. And Alan's voice was like that bell. It was clear and she had a message for all the people. Now, when you pull that rope, I need to warn you what's going to happen. All the students, they might be studying in the library. They might be doing an exam. They might even be sleeping. They're going to wake up and they say, what's that? Because nobody can sleep through the bell. And maybe the president, Professor Roanfeld, he might be working in his office and he might be on his computer. And when you pull that rope, it's going to go clang. But you know, when people hear that bell, they're going to think of something. They will say, my grandfather used to say that bell rang when Ellen White was here and her voice was as clear as a bell. Are you ready? You get that rope. Now, sometimes that rope can pull you off your feet. You get it up here and you see it swings and the first pull is easy and then it will swing and try and pull you off your feet. Are you ready to go up in the air? 
Yep. Is he going to go up in the air, boys and girls? I don't know, but are you ready? When I count to three. One, two, three. And I'll help you. And you know, boys and girls, after 45 years, I haven't forgotten how to ring the bell. Ben, your grandpa will be proud of you. And boys and girls, that is the famous college bell. Thank you. Hi boys and girls, happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Nick, you're going to say a prayer for us to open our reading time. Can yep. you do that? Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time where we can read your word. We're so grateful for our Bibles and help us to all understand what you are telling us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now, Nick, can you remember from our study last week, how many plagues were there? Um, ten. Ten. And do you know what? God sent those plagues to show that he was mightier than the Egyptian idols. Now, when the children of Israel left Egypt, it was called the Exodus, which is the name of the very book that we are studying in. Ella, can you please read for us Exodus 12, 35 to 38? Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians, and the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot beside children. A mixed multitude went out with them also, flocks and herds and a great deal of livestock. Thank you, Alan. So the Egyptians were happy they were finally going and were quite happy to give them the things the Israelites asked for. Really, it was their wages of their unpaid slave labour for the last 200 years. They were being paid for. We are told in verse 37 that there were 600,000 men. That's not including women and children. So there would have probably been over a million people that left Egypt. Can you remember from our first study how many people came down to Egypt? Can you remember that number? 70. 70. Wow, God has blessed them as a nation just as he had promised. Now let's look at the map. Annie Cecily, can you point to Ramesses? That's where the children of Israel came. And we've just read that they went to Succoth, which is just there. Okay. All right. Now, Nick, let's continue our study. Can you read Exodus 13, 20 to 23? So they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from the people. So they're on their way. The Lord in his mercy led them by a pillar of cloud during the day to show them the way to go and keep them cool by protecting them from the harsh desert heat. God also used a pillar of flame by night to give them light and assure them of his divine presence. Isn't God good? Mm. He is, isn't he? Now, Elijah, you're going to read for us Exodus 14, 5 to 9. 
Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was, was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Also he took six hundred choice chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pihahiroth before Baal-Zephon. Thank you, Elijah. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he suddenly realized he had let his entire workforce go. He wanted them back. So he assembled his army. Can you tell me from verse seven how many chariots he had? How many was it? 600. 600. And off he went pursuing the Israelites into the desert. Okay, Kate, can you read for us Exodus 14, 10 to 13? <clears throat> And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told Jew in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever." Thanks, Kate. So the children of Israel saw the Egyptian army coming towards them and they panicked. They were very scared. They cried out to God and Moses as they just couldn't see how they could be spared from the wrath of the Egyptians. They had the Red Sea on one side, the mountains on the other, and coming towards them was the Egyptian army. Let's look at our memory verse for today and let's read that together. That's found in Exodus 14, 14. This is very important. Read that. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Wow. So the Israelites were to trust in God to fight their battles for them. Let's see what happens next. Dean, can you read for us Exodus 14, 19 to 20? And the angels of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud of darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Thank you, Dean. So the pillar of cloud that was in front of them leading the way moved over behind them and behind and right in front of the Egyptians. This caused great darkness on the Egyptian side and light on the Israelite side. So the Egyptians couldn't see the Israelites and they were stopped in their tracks. Isn't God good? Mm, Is he fighting the battle for them? He is, isn't he? Okay, Anna, you're going to read for us next. Exodus 14, 21 to 22. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. 
and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Wow. So God, through Moses, opened the Red Sea for the Israelites to walk straight on through. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to help us understand what God is saying to us. And we're going to read that from the bottom of our Remnant Young Scholar Study Bible. Thanks, Arnie Cecily. God, in his providence, brought the Hebrews into the mountain fastnesses before the sea, that he might manifest his power in their deliverance and signally humble the pride of their oppressors. Mm. He might have saved them in any other way, but he chose this method in order to test their faith and strengthen their trust in him. Mm, thanks, Honey Cecily. So the children of Israel had been slaves for so long, they had lost their hold on God. And this was one way God was going to build up their trust and their faith in him. Isn't God good? Mm. Okay, Ella, can you please read Exodus 14, 23 to 25? And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning, watch, that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud. And he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels, so they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Thanks, Ella. So the Egyptian army had gone in after the Israelites. But as we just read, God fought the battle for the Israelites. The Egyptians became very confused and they tried to return back to the shore in the direction they'd come. Can we fight God? No. No way. We can't fight God, can we? Now, the children of Israel had gotten to the other side of the Red Sea. And Elijah, can you continue reading for us, please? Exodus 14, 26 to 28. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth, while the Egyptians were fleeing to it, into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians into, in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen and all, of, all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. Wow. So did God win the battle for the Israelites? Yep. Yes. He did, didn't he? Did the children of Israel have to physically fight the army of Egypt? No. No, God did the fighting for them. All they had to do was be faithful and obedient. Okay, Kate, let's see what happens next. Exodus 15, 1 to 2. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider has th thrown into the sea. The, the Lord is my strength and song. He has, he, and he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. So Moses sang a song of praise to the Lord. Let's read what Miriam did. Dean, can you please read for us Exodus 15, 20 to 21. 
Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. So Miriam, who was Moses and Aaron's sister, also sang praises to God. Do you think it's important to praise God? Yes. Yes. yes, it is. This story has been put in the Bible to remind us that God is our deliverer and we can trust him. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have so much to be thankful for. Praise God today for the many daily blessings he has sent your way. We have a seven day devotional that goes into more detail on what we have just learnt. Here are some details on how you can access that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. When we choose to keep the Sabbath, it can be a great blessing in our lives. Every time we read our Bibles, we can be blessed and God can open new truths to us. We want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, would you tell us about what we're going to study next week? Yes, next Sabbath we'll be studying how God sent something from heaven for the children of Israel. It was something very special. Children at home, look up at your Bibles and see if you can find out what that is. Aunty Cecily, will we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our study today? Yes. You ready, children? Let's have a look at that. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Aunty Nat, are you ready to sing our blessing song? Yes, let's do that. Children, can you turn around so we can sing to the children at home? because he created a world for me to live in and I can't wait to live with him eternally in heaven. I love God because he gives us the opportunity to have free will instead of forcing us into his kingdom. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.